0: Hello everyone and welcome to the special edition of Employment Matters brought to you by the Employment Law Alliance, the largest network of labor and employment lawyers from the best law firms around the globe. I'm your host Kato Arts, counsel at Lydian in Belgium. On the program, we span the globe and have received updates on critical issues from ELA members in each region. Today we are connecting with our member from England and Wales. Joining us on the program are Adam Wyman, partner, and Zoe Deermer, senior associate with the firm Travers Smith. Workplace investigations involve a process of inquiring and fact-finding on past or current workplace behavior and making a determination of the facts uncovered. This is a vitally important process for human resources, practitioners, and for their employment lawyers, such as our guests on today's program. We will be discussing trends on workplace investigations in Great Britain. This is an increasing area of focus for employers, particularly if the issues raised are ones related to harassment, impact culture, or would be of concern to ESG investors. Adam and Zoe, welcome to our program. We're very pleased to have you here today. How are you?
1: We're great. Thanks very much for having us today, Carto.
0: Well, let's get started then. I was wondering, what are the trends that you have been seeing in the workplace investigations?
1: Sure. Well, clients are increasingly coming to us to support on workplace investigations, either asking us to carry out the investigation or to manage the process. And that's consistent with a trend we're seeing across the market for clients who want to engage someone external to conduct these types of investigations. When we talk about workplace investigations, what we're talking about is an investigation into any allegation of wrongdoing in the workplace, really. Usually, this would be raised by an employee as part of a grievance, or it could be a whistleblowing complaint. And it could be a concern that an individual has done something wrong, or that the company itself has broken the law. So, this could cover anything from like fraud or negligence or financial irregularities to breach of health and safety or environmental standards or broader cultural issues or bullying, harassment, discrimination. And I would say that the vast majority of the investigations we do fall into that last bucket of cultural issues around bullying, harassment, and discrimination.
0: Okay, that's very clear. And I guess there's been an enormous increase of internal investigations. Why do you think there has been such a rise in these sorts of investigations?
2: Yes, there has been. Um, I think it's probably due to a number of issues. We've seen a huge rise in the number of complaints of sexual harassment, for example, in response to the Me Too movement. And movements like Me Too and Black Lives Matter have helped encourage a cultural shift towards speaking out about certain behaviours and also a recognition that these sorts of behaviours can't be swept under the carpet. They need to be properly looked at and dealt with. And I think part of that is people recognising the importance of culture. Employers are recognising that the workforce is an asset. And if the culture isn't right, it will lead to all sorts of problems, not least of which is people leaving. But behaviours like bullying and harassment are also hugely disruptive, and they lead to things like sickness absence. The other angle is that regulators and investors are also paying much more attention to these issues. Regulators are recognising that if things like harassment or racism go unchecked or are swept under the carpet, Then there are also all sorts of other behaviours which might go unchecked, like excessive risk taking in the financial services industry, which can, of course, be hugely damaging. Investors are also increasingly focusing on these types of issues as well, because they recognise that a scandal within the company which hasn't been dealt with can have hugely damaging effects reputationally and a follow on impact on the value of a company. And finally, lots of investors are focusing on ESG and want to invest in responsible organisations that care about social and governance issues. So I think, on the whole, we have a perfect storm of different pressures, which mean companies are focusing more than ever on cultural issues.
0: Okay, I see. And let's say that an organisation wants to start an internal investigation. Why would they come to a lawyer to conduct that investigation rather than doing this themselves in-house?
1: We're finding in Great Britain that it is now much more common for employers to bring in an external investigator. For one thing, that adds credibility to an investigation to have someone independent or at least external to the business running it, someone who isn't conflicted. That's important both internally, so employees have more confidence in the outcome, and externally, if, say, a regulator wants to see what the company has done or an investor wants to scrutinize the investigation, they will have more confidence in the process if it's been done externally, and particularly by lawyers who have professional obligations.
0: And are there any other advantages to having a lawyer rather than, say, an external
2: consultant conduct the investigation? So the other key advantage of having a lawyer conduct the investigation is the potential to claim privilege over the investigation interviews and final report. You need to consider this really carefully at the outset as privilege won't automatically apply. So if the investigation is simply a fact find, it's unlikely it's going to be privileged even if it's conducted by a lawyer. But if the investigation is to determine whether the law has been breached for the purposes of getting legal advice on how you fix that, then you might want to claim privilege. So it's all going to depend on the nature of the investigation. In our experience, often the company ultimately doesn't want to claim privilege over the investigation. For example, if someone has raised a grievance or blown the whistle, the company will want to show a court or tribunal or regulator or perhaps an investor that it's conducted a thorough independent investigation into the issue. And of course, if something is privileged, they can't show that. And with things like grievances in particular, sometimes the better option might be to have an HR consultant conduct the investigation with the lawyers in the background advising on the process and next steps.
0: Mm-hmm. That makes
2: sense. And so let's say that a company has found the perfect lawyers to do the
0: internal investigation, have found Travers Smith to do that for them. What are the important things to consider before starting the investigation?
1: Well, one important consideration is going to be who does conduct that investigation as we've just discussed. Is it going to be lawyers or or some other sort of specialist consultant? But perhaps the first thing to nail down before the who is the what. What's the scope of the investigation? Usually we'd put in place terms of reference or a scoping document clearly defining the questions or issues the investigator will be considering and the purpose of the investigation. Will the investigator simply be answering those questions, or will they also have scope to make wider recommendations? Nailing down the scope will then help you decide who's going to do the investigation, what the process will look like, whether you want it to be privileged, as Zoe was just saying, or whether you want it to be an open investigation. Once you have that scope defined, then you need to decide how you're going to answer those questions. What evidence do you need, and how will you go about getting it? invariably an investigation involves interviewing witnesses, but it also often involves looking at documents, emails, messages. How are you going to get the relevant evidence? What are you going to look for? Who's going to do the document review? Often this will need to be fluid as the investigation unfolds. And finally, before launching in, you'll want to decide not only who will be conducting the investigation externally, but who will support on the investigation internally within the organisation, who will help gather the evidence, who will provide instructions who will help with the practical arrangements like interviews. So it's worth coming up with an investigation team at the outset, and that will typically involve HR and legal at the client and often someone from the business as well.
0: Mm -hmm. Lots of things to think about. Are there any other issues, people issues, that HR should be thinking about?
2: Yes. So invariably, you'll have two buckets of people that you need to consider. One bucket is the accused or anyone that might be suspected of wrongdoing. And for them, you'll need to think about things like whether they should be suspended while the investigation is conducted so that they don't have access to systems or colleagues, so they can't interfere with the investigation. And it's also worth thinking about from a human perspective what support they might need during this period, because inevitably it's going to be very difficult for them. And then on the other hand, you'll have your other bucket, which is your witnesses or your people who will be interviewed you need to think about things like, will they be willing or reluctant witnesses? Will they be fearful of repercussions? And if they will be, what kind of assurances and comfort and support can you give to that bucket of people? And finally, confidentiality is is a really key consideration. So it's making sure that you impress on everyone involved with the investigation that everything is confidential. Well, thank you.
0: I think these are some very interesting points to consider when going into an internal investigation. Thank you both so much for sharing your experiences and insights about workplace investigations. This has been a very valuable discussion for our listeners, and especially, of course, for employers in the UK. We invite you back again to update our listeners on any new developments. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you for having us. If you would like to connect with Adam or Zoe, please click on their bios in the description of this podcast. We also encourage you to reach out to any of our lawyers around the world by selecting Find a Lawyer on the ELA website at ela.law. In addition, search the ELA website where you can sign up to receive invitations to our upcoming webinars, download white papers and on-demand content from our online library, or access the ELA's exclusive Global Employer Handbook. You've been listening to Employment Matters, a podcast brought to you by the Employment Law Alliance, the world's largest network of labor and employment lawyers from the best law firms around the globe. I'm Katzo Arts. Thanks for listening.